It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, Doug Palmieri returns to the show and helps the Crickets on their month-long review of horror films. I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. Jay, Chris, Melanie, and Doug review the 1986 American comedy horror film, House. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. Does it stand the test of time? <laughs> Let's find out your film crickets are on now. I love it. I love it. Hello, friend. Well, hey, Chris is coughing, so he likes it that much. Uh, yep. So welcome to the Film Crickets. My name is Jay Fortier, and I am along with my good friend, Chris Martineau. Hi, guys. How's it going? Just kidding. How's it going, everybody? Good. Um. All right. And we also have co-host and good friend, Melanie Harriton. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Playing the role of mine is <laughs> Melanie Howerton. People can listen and they're not watching, so I just waved. But Oh, are you waving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's also on audio. That's true. Uh, yeah. For those, for those uh, that, are, that are listening, uh, she waved. Um, so, no, but you know what? We're, we're psyched. You know, the last time we had him uh, here, we did the um, From Dusk Till Dawn, and it's uh, Doug Palmieri, and he is from uh now 93.3 and 94hjy um welcome man hey man thanks for having me back yeah although this movie was a little rough sure yeah. was <laughs> a little a little rough a little little, little, little sure rough was. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah so did we, did we decide uh, so doug when you decided to come back on the show did you know that we were was house your like your suggestion or did we say hey we're doing oh, house and no. Yeah, I think you said, hey, we're doing House. I loved House. When it came out, I watched it a lot. Yeah. It was on you know, VHS and wherever else you could get it. And I'll tell you, I, I thought it was a great movie. So when you said it, I'm like, this is awesome. I'll watch it again. It's been so long. Yep. And I watched it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have it didn't you ever... quite hold up. I mean, I still enjoyed it, but it was it was not what I remember. No. Yeah. You know? um, have you ever heard a record stop midstream? Not not the, the screech, but I'm talking about... Yes. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. Uh, mm -hmm. Like it's like, wow, exactly. all right, here's house. I can't. W and then oh you're like, you know, uh oh. Um, no. So Chris, to answer your question, yes, this was actually your doing. <laughs> It was? I forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I did. I forgot. All right. Sorry, Doug. You remembered it fondly, too. Probably. I'm like, oh, man, COVID was rough. Yeah, I forgot. He, he forgot he suggested this. I did. You're right. You're right. And then I, I tried there... to say, can we do another movie? Because it's not really horror and it's horror month. And Jay was like, no, because Chris really wanted to do it because he picked this. I didn't. I don't really want to do it. No. That's fine. Don't throw no, this on me. He didn't, he didn't pick it because he loves it. He picked it because... You said that you remembered it being good, and then, like, you started to. I think you had seen yeah. it recently within the last year or so. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, like, it's, it's really, like, you know, not as cool as it used to be. Well, yeah, well, it's, um, it's an interesting. I want to see how everybody else would react to it because I think a lot of people, and then Doug included, I think a lot of people saw this when it came out. I think it was in high rot. I didn't have cable, but was it in high rotation on cable? Mm hmm. Yeah, it, it probably was. I mean, I, I definitely saw it in the movies, uh, you know, with The Greatest American Hero in it as well, which right. was a show I watched a lot mm -hmm. of as a kid. It was uh, pretty exciting. And, and uh, you know, I think that um, I remember watching it on VHS, though, and not infrequently. Like, mm -hmm. it was one of those that we watched kind of a lot and whenever it was on cable and liked. I, uh, my friends and I would, would look forward to it and really enjoyed it. And I, I can't figure out why. Yeah. I mean, I know I was... <laughs> an idiot and 16 or whatever, yep. 15 years old. But, um, you know, I guess technology has come so far. Like, the, it was great because it was funny mm. and it didn't take itself too seriously, which, you know, was was a positive. It was like Evil Dead 2 had that sort of mm -hmm. uh, vibe too, which was a great movie and remains a great sure. movie. This one, yeah, not F so See, much. funny, that's a stretch, man. I don't know how funny it actually is. And that's what I remember well, when I when I saw it. Because again, I was in the same boat. Like I, I'm pretty sure I watched it on a on a duped or a dubbed, sorry, uh, VHS taped with my friends a couple of times, like at least twice with a couple of friends, and we're just like, this is this, and it's it's like a it's like a gateway drug horror movie. You know, I, I was thinking of this earlier, and I think Melanie probably can back me up on this with her love for Poltergeist as well. But it's like 
you know, I started real young in horror. Like the first horror movie I really saw I sat down was The Thing. And I was way too young and it was way too much. At uh, For obvious reasons, it's way too much. Like I felt nauseous and had to leave the room, right? So then I didn't do video, I didn't do horror movies for quite some time. And then the next thing I saw was probably House. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like it's safe. Horror movies are safe. I just saw the wrong one. And then you work your way back up. And then Poltergeist. And then yeah. finally The Thing again. And I think, like I just don't know why, like, I remember no one saying anything bad about this movie when they saw it. And it doesn't make a lot of narrative sense, like, at all. Um, I do have some comments on it, but it's so... Anyway, so so we've we've already established at this point, we're going into the movie, we're talking about House. Usually at this point we say, when was the last time you saw it? Doug, you saw it last night. Um, I had seen yeah, it. I watched it all again right. for the first time in a long right, time. Right, but before that, it, a, good, a good long gap. Uh, me too. Yeah, I watched it a, 30, probably. 30 I moved to Maryland in February. I know I watched it when I still lived in Connecticut. Wasn't that far away. I just saw it up there. I'm like, oh, house. I used to like that, you know. Yeah. And then we watched it, <clears throat> and then I'm like, well, let's try to see what other people feel about it. Um, and I, it was in high rotation for me. Jay, what's your deal with house, man? What was the last time? What's your history with house? <clears throat> I saw it a lot in 1985 or whatever or 86. You know, like depends on when it was released the cable because I think it's an 85 theatrical release yep right and then you know who knows that when it was specifically on cable but either way i saw it a lot we mm -hmm. um all liked it everybody liked it it was yeah fun. i mean it, it, it spawned a sequel um yes well, actually, four of no, them what, three yeah i know I there's a house four oh, yeah 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 well yeah, yeah there's a fourth no, well, movie three sequels, yeah right 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 um and um a couple of years ago i started it and got bored real quick and but i didn't chalk i didn't chalk that up to it being bad or anything i i like i i just assumed i was not in the mood for this film yeah you know so i you know like this time around i i was you know forcing myself to watch it because of the the show so and then i realized ooh, <laughs> this ain't good <laughs> like this has got some major problems to it and um like I don't, you know, we'll, we'll get to, uh, you know, all the, the details, but like, uh, sure. you know, so Melanie, right? Melanie's next. What's your deal? Um, okay. So I just remember seeing it a lot when I was younger and I liked it. And of course I was watching it with my mom because we watch movies all the time together. And if anybody's wondering why it's always my mom I'm watching movies with is because I grew up, she was a single mom. And then we were just always really close. And that was kind of the thing that we always did was watch movies. That's um, cool. She used to take me to the drive-in when I was like Betsy and you know, and, and we'd watch movies together, but we always watch movies together. Um, so we just always watch this and we either like recorded it off of VHS from cable, like somehow, mm -hmm. or we just had, it was, uh, I know we had like the, the tape. And um, so I always remember us thinking that it was cute and funny and that we liked it. So um, I know I watched it, like you said, I, I, I don't know if it was on Hulu, it was on something, but I saw it and I said, oh, just like one of you guys said, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. I remember liking it. And I put it on and I never finished it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just because I was busy or something. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I just I wasn't into it as much and I just never finished watching it. Yeah. So um, I watched it for this um, last week. And again, I was doing stuff and never finished watching. I had to, I had to watch it like three times to get through it um, okay. before I got to the end of it. But I did still think it was cute. I mean, not the same, but I mean, there are some funny parts. I think a lot of cute lines come from Harold next door. Sure. Um, well, yeah, poor old George. You know, I don't, you know I'll, I'll save the rest of it for later. <laughs> the tagline, and I, I'm going to throw it out there. Do we have a, I'm sorry, Jay, do we have a one-minute breakdown or no? No, he was... No, okay, uh, that's fine. That's fine. All right, so uh, this movie, House, if you look at the poster, it's got a fantastic poster. Why would you not rent this movie if you saw it at the Blockbuster? It's a doorbell with a, with a rotting hand, and it's about to ring the doorbell, and the tagline is, Ding Dong, You're Dead. Which makes it sound like it's either going to be a zombie movie from the poster, or it's going to be a slasher. Gentlemen and ladies, is it? No. And they never showed that in the movie no. either. That hand ringing the doorbell never happened. Yeah, because they're all No, but I think it's that, isn't it kind of that woman's hand? Like, this severed hand that was on the little boy at it, a certain point. It doesn't uh, know. Was... It looks better on the poster if that's what it is. Yes, it didn't look like... <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't look like a rubber Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't true. want to talk about... Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's do this. So we're going to go the uh, IMDb one sentence breakdown, and then we can start talking about the movie. Um, we've got, uh, so we have House coming out in 1985, rated R. 
Sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Um, at a brisk one hour and 33 minutes, I really appreciate short movies. Director Steve Miner, uh, written by Fred Decker, Ethan Wiley, starring William Catt and Gary Lenz and George Wendt. One sentence breakdown is, a troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. Wow, that leaves off quite a bit. Um, as mentioned before, uh, starring William Catt, Kay Lenz, George Wendt, Richard Maul, uh, Mary Staven, and a host of others who I do not recognize, except Stephen Williams as cop number four, and that was the African-American cop, and I know him because I've been re-watching the X-Files, and he's the, uh, he's the uh, kind of the, the informant for, for Fox Mulder during season three. I think he was on 21 Jump Street on Fox, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's, and he's been on a, a bunch of things. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But he's cop number four, so this is obviously pretty early in his career. Still got that great voice. Yeah. Um, all right, so so House, so let's talk, uh, let, let's talk about House. Um, I don't know where you guys are on cooking um, and, and cooking Fox. food for yourself. But you say that. Why? why? Yes. I, don't, I don't, is that why they had to start putting please remove from box? Yeah, uh, on I the wrote microwave. That down. I literally wrote that down. <laughs> what <laughs> so, is happening? <clears throat> yeah, he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just throw the whole thing in there." <laughs> oh, it doesn't there work. Are like... So many moments. There are huh? so many moments in this movie that you're gonna go, "Okay, no." Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I know this is skipping ahead, but screw it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think it was a lot of like, just let's just cut this scene once. Mm -hmm. Uh, no retakes. Yep. That's it. Yep. Right. Let's right, go. No, but, Put it in the can. Let's what we're about to say now, like that's all in the writing here. Um, okay, you're a, a single mom. You just met this guy five seconds ago. Oh God! Don't and you're going to bring your child over. Mm -hmm. Yep. To be watched by him, you're not even semi upset that he gave him a bath. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And, and more than that, when she, when when she can't find him, <clears throat> he comes out of the bathroom and you know fixing his pants and he's crying. <laughs> wow. Okay. I noticed wow. that. I wrote that down. Which is like and, obviously. And like, um, okay. He had to go potty. <laughs> All right. To, but to the just you know to be fair to the un um, you know anyone who did not see this movie that's listening to this right now. He didn't do anything wrong. The kid no. just happened to be crying. It's like, no, I'm just saying, like, I want to make sure that's clear. Um, yeah. Like, we, but, but really, like, that doesn't alarm you in any way that the kid is fresh and clean. Like, when you go to pick him up, yeah. it's like meaning in the it sense. It was a strange choice, I think, yeah, for the, for the writers yeah, think, even to in work that in. And there was no real need for it either. It didn't, nothing terribly scary happened in the bathtub. No, it didn't. Well, no, no, just I'm saying in general, like, the, I mean, he felt he had to because the kid ended up in the chimney. But um, right. like what I'm saying is, how does that not seem weird? It, that he it's gave, not that... weird to her because when she dropped him off, do you remember her saying, this is his blanket, this is his rubber ducky for his bath time? I'm like, she expects him to give him a bath wow. too? Yeah. All of these things for bath time. Yep. Yeah. The, like you did zero vetting. You met yep. this guy. Like yeah. first off, you were swimming in his pool, right? Yes. Without without asking. Wait a minute. Even better yeah. than that, she said she was swimming in the pool and in, in the pool because the aunt let her swim in there. You must have heard the aunt died, no, right? Right. Yeah. So usually that's when those privileges get cut off. Just throwing it out there. A um, yeah. little awkward, <laughs> I would say. You know. Uh, you know, it's like. They needed to, to build some sexual tension somewhere in an R-rated movie. I know. Why is, I Doug, why is, hoping that why is it, it R? Because yeah. they, they said one F-bomb. Like there was Maybe one F-bomb. That's why, I guess. The weird, like, yeah. severed things and the shotgun blast to the chest. On the, no, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm reaching here. I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not agreeing with the, uh, you know, MPAA. I'm just saying... Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what they think. Maybe in 1985, that was a big deal. Like mm -hmm. like all these weird things that we're talking about. They've, they've probably adjusted since then. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, more more about Tanya. When she's like, he's like, I got to go. I have work to do. And she's like, I mean, what is the point of this? I can tell when a man wants to work. And I can also tell when a man wants to play. Really? Yep. So yep. she's like trying to pretend like this. And I even said to my husband, that's not a sexual thing. It's not, not a sexual thing. And we're not, we're not dumb. She's coming on to him, and she's. I can tell when a man wants to play. If a girl came up to you in a bathing suit and said that, 
to you in that way, mm-hmm. you'd be thinking she's coming on to me because that's what she was doing. Yep. So then she shows up at his door unannounced and she's like, are you ready to play all dressed up? This is my son. He wants to play. <laughs> no. like, a grown man. This is what he's thinking. Jeez, I'm home alone. I really wish I just had this little boy to play with. <laughs> like, how, how weird is that? And that's the sentence for the episode. I'm home alone. And I want this <laughs> yeah. little boy to play isolator. with. We isolate her saying that. And um, I, didn't even, I didn't even mean it like that. <laughs> I, just, I meant like I wasn't even thinking of that way, but I was thinking of like, why would this guy be like, geez, I'm, I'm so bored and lonely. I wish I I had a little kid to run around the house and play with well, and give him a bath and whatever. You know, that's why that's why the house is haunted. It's actually built on the former site of Neverland Ranch. Not a lot of people know that. All right, so... Um, <laughs> oh, what? Too soon? What? What? Too soon? No, no. I'm saying it's haunted in 1985 when Michael Jackson was alive. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, hey, you know what? I don't want... the Force Ghost. What's that? What? He used the Force Ghost. It's the Force Ghost. Yes, he... He projected himself across. Right. Um, I don't know how many of uh, you know. I don't. I don't want to uh, assume. Um, you know, I, I personally don't want randomly out of nowhere my ex-wife just calling me to see how I'm doing. Uh, that's why you know, just saying, throwing it out there, like, hey, so I'm at this party. I was just wondering how you were. Get out of here. What? What? What is that? Like, it's so uncomfortable from go. I mean, granted, they're not up. They're not together because she blames him for his missing son. Like I get that. Like it's almost like they're apart because they couldn't deal with that stress. But yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, I know. But it's like, but that and that wasn't that wasn't really addressed though. The first time she calls, you didn't no. know that, so it is a it's little a, bit strange. A, it, and I, I agree. I would prefer my ex wife to call me. <laughs> I think she was blaming um, himself. I don't know if she was blaming him. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and I like how he wa- doesn't want to seem lonely, so he makes like there's a like a poker game. Remember that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah. guys, keep it down the poker <laughs> game. The I don't know, guys. Um, it's not the 60s. Like, this isn't the sting. This isn't, you know, a poker game. Like, who still does? Is that still a thing? Was that a thing in the 80s? Like, dudes yeah. with cigars? Yeah, people. Yeah, it was? It was. Oh, okay. I yeah. always thought it was yeah. just like a trope. Like, and nobody actually, Have like, did it. Okay. I guess I'm uncool. I was too busy much. watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> um the uh, <laughs> You'd be like, hey, guys, turn down the movie. Yeah, turn down, yeah, turn down the movie. <laughs> If anything, it's like, can you look? I know, but le- just leave the hookers at the door. Um, so, <laughs> a question, uh, and you know, whenever I'm, whenever I'm alone, and and I need some time for myself, and I just certainly hope that a, a neighbor comes over at midnight <laughs> with pizza and beer, wondering how I'm doing. Wouldn't that, that wouldn't be too intrusive? I think would that's it? Cool. Is it? Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I think that's cool. Um, <laughs> if it's George Wendt, okay. they'll be okay with it. I hey, Doug, but is, I did have something on Harold the Neighbor, and not trivia or anything. It's just from what I was watching. Yeah. Um, okay, so he was like, a couple things when he goes, hey, it's great to have a new neighbor. The woman who lived here before was nuts. Biggest bitch under the sun. Yep. He's like, just a senile old bag, really. Wouldn't be surprised if somebody just got you know fed up with her and just offed her. You know what I mean? And he's like, she was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Heart of gold, Just yeah. a saint, really. Just a beautiful woman for her age. Would you like some dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and then after, he was like, oh, are you that writer? I'm your biggest fan. Like, And that made me think of Misery yep. and Stephen King's nightmare yep. <laughs> of wanted, not wanting to be around his biggest fan. That's a little creepy for, you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know. And then you're right. He shows great. up unannounced with pizza and beer. So. But he also had a broken version of the novel in his back pocket. Yeah. When oh we met God. him, and he didn't know he was meeting him. Right. Okay, that's even creepier. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, how was it? Misery. That's misery right there. Misery. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm the biggest fan. You know what? what? Guys, George went <clears throat> because we already knew him as yeah. Norm. We already get right. warmed up when we see him. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like like he shows up and he's like this happy presence. Mm-hmm. No matter what, so we're already like okay. With with like so hey, sure he can show up <laughs> like you know right, like, yeah. but don't, he's so loving but you know like <laughs> but don't you think he sticks out like a sore thumb like uh, I don't know let, let get your opinions on this like it just seemed like they were using him because Cheers was big because he doesn't like it could have been anybody yeah. I mean granted he's really good but I mean for he those really of us that really like right. Cheers it was just like and he was all over if I remember properly he was all over the trailers of this movie. 
like he was an integral part, and he's not. He just comes up, and he just kind of says George went things. I mean, what do you what do you think about that? <clears throat> yeah, I think they had they had a big name. I think he also probably at some point wanted to try and do something other than Cheers, and this was probably an opportunity to do that. Maybe get into the feature films, which didn't seem to really no. work out for him. They got Cliff in House too. They did. You know, I which forgot was, that. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Ratzenberger, that's, the guy that's who played hysterical. Clavin on Cheers, what yeah. was uh, in the yeah. second one? So it, it, I don't know. Maybe there was just someone in casting that was uh, worked well with their agents. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would have put him all over it too. Was Night Court out at the time? Just going to say that. Out? I would say yes. I think so, right? Because he was, uh, you know, that was a. a Bull was a big character right. on that. So was it, He's also a big uh, guy. He to was be able to, I looked that up. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He's it's, it's a, I didn't recognize him. Didn't recognize Even in the Vietnam no, I bits? When I, yeah, during the Vietnam stuff, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. I was like, I, this guy's very familiar. Like, you know, <laughs> first off, you're, you're used to seeing someone who's bald. Sure. So you see them with hair, and that throws you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Not he wasn't hair, playing right? bull. Yeah. He wasn't playing the, that uh, role. Like, it was adjacent. Okay, I don't think he's well. He had bullish stuff in him. I don't think Richard Mole is necessarily um, the great thespian. I would say he probably has the range of a Daisy air rifle. Um, what I am okay. saying <laughs> is that um, he—that's what I, I kind of put that comment down—is that like he's great in Night Court. Um, he was great because he didn't—they didn't ask him to do a hell of a lot. Uh, they wanted—we wanted, to, we wanted right. to somehow get into his. Like he was a, I don't know, like semi crazy, like uh, not yet shell shocked Vietnam in the middle of the Vietnam War. By the way, folks, we didn't mention the Vietnam War is in this movie. Um, you know what I mean? And I, it's a big time for the movies too. When, when yeah, you're right because everybody, yeah. yeah, that was like the the big pathos. And in fact, I would say that the real depth of this movie, like I actually did an analysis of it. I want to see what you guys think. But anyway, bottom line, Richard Mall. He just doesn't, he doesn't, he can't cut it. He, he's just not good. He's not good. George Wentz, good. No, William Catt is good is. and handsome. He's not good. Go, you know who uh, I noticed in there? <clears throat> it, the, the second they showed him, he kind of was standing up and then he kind of crouched down and I go, oh my God. I said, um, did you ever, did you ever see Witchboard? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, he was also Patch from Days of Our Lives. Oh, he's in this? Uh, He's in it, and I, I he, he just stood up and he kind of crouched down. And I said to my husband, "Oh my God!" I said, "Is that the guy from Witchboard?" I said, "You know, he had that that patch on his face." And he goes, "You mean patch?" And I said, "Yeah, that's right in the Days of Our Lives." And um, he goes, "No, that's not him." And I said, "No, I swear to God, it's him." So I rewound it, and I clear as day it was him. And I looked it up, and he was in it. Yeah, a little. Bit what in the uh, Vietnam part. era? Yeah. Oh. Stephen Nichols was his name. Stephen Nichols. Stephen Nichols, Nichols. Yes, I remember him yeah. as Patch. He's one of the Vietnam guys. Right. God, hey, nice fake jungle, by the way, huh? Oh my God, that that was such a set. <laughs> nice fake jungle. Wow. Yeah, their budget must have been incredibly small because you can tell they just kind of kept going with scenes, didn't recut them, and it almost looked like they uh, found that house. It was someone's parents were on vacation <laughs> yep. for the week, and they said, "Let's just shoot here, uh, real quick," because it was such a beautiful house on the outside. It wasn't creepy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, they had the flowers and the plantings, and, it, and the inside was a little creepy, but it was a. No, it wasn't like your typical no. horror movie house. I never oh, really thought of that. You're right. Oh. It's not. It doesn't look all gothic. It's called house, mm-hmm. but it's actually a nice. I never really wonder if that was. That's what they're going for, though. Like they, they made um, it look better like hmm. that because all the flowers that you see, they had planted a lot of those, and they had to reseed the lawn. Um, and then that walkway that was in the front with the flowers on the side, that was not even there. When people were stepping on it, that was like plywood or something that was spray painted. Um, after mm-hmm. the movie, the people liked what they did and they put in a real sidewalk there. <laughs> no, it, all right. And I have it in cool. trivia, but since you brought it up, it belonged to two brothers. They were firefighters. Okay. And then in the house, they the rent- Victorian house that was built in 1887. Oh, and then... Um, so the interior Where is scenes it? aren't even the house. Like all the stuff that you see in the interior, that was a set, True. and it was a two-story set. But okay. the outside hmm. is real. Yeah. Where do you? Where did they shoot it? Is it Cali? Do you know? It's California, and I thought I wrote okay. down the town, but I guess I didn't. But um, all right, just wondering. California, yeah. Um. They so spent guys, four weeks modifying it. They put fake things on the top of the roof and stuff that weren't there too. 
All right. Uh, so most of the so, budget went to the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder, what's the budget compared to Killer Clones from Outer Space? A $22 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Holy no, shit. All right. All right. Okay, I'm it glad you been said much that. Better. That must have so been a lot for me. you said Oh, there we go. That. No. We, he's only... a killer clown. He's a killer clown defender, so I'm just warning you, Doug. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to take it yep. down this deep rabbit hole. I'm just going to say that, the which was three years later, 1988, those yep. clowns look ten times better than any rubber oh, yeah. outfit oh, they do, yeah. was yeah. in the oh, yeah. um, house. That yeah. lady yeah. Oh, yeah. looked mm -hmm. terrible. I mean, yep. it was like, this is so rubber. Like, a, like she is latex mm -hmm. rubber. <laughs> it's like yep. brutal. And she didn't did even you, move did her. Guys... Did she even move her damn mouth when she was talking? No, that was awful. No. Oh, that you could see. They call no her the did. fat lady, the overweight lady monster. That's what they call her. <laughs> oh, wow, very sensitive. <laughs> yeah. um, Jesus. No, it's on the point. Overweight lady. Um, the overweight oh, lady monster. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Jesus! You could actually. She was a castaway from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh. It was actually a guy well, who played that. He was a stand-up comedian. That was in my trivia, too. But he was a, a stand-up comedian. Play. Oh, yeah, Peter Pizzoli. He plays the overweight okay. lady monster. He's a stand-up comedian. I'm going to say <laughs> Sesame Street, but they also have a meth problem on Sesame Street as well. <laughs> so that's where you get her. The teeth. <laughs> the teeth, the whole deal. Also, you can notice, like, and I don't know if it was the, 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 if it was Bull, the, the, the zombie um, marine, <laughs> Or if it was her, yeah. but you could see the latex sleeves. Like, you yeah. could see it was a glove. And you could see where oh, yeah. it's separated. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that scene in Evil Dead 2 where you can see the zipper on the back of the oh hat. Oh, my God. Um, but, they kept, but they kept it in. Um, and obviously, and I, and I did not notice this um, when I first watched it, because I guess I didn't care. But, <laughs> I mean, you can see through Bull's mask. And you can see yeah. his lips totally and the black makeup. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. And because they're, you know, and here's the other thing, like they're padding, they pad the movie. So we talked about the babysitter, which is annoying. Uh, we talked about, there's a lot of like kind of random scenes that don't mean anything. And so they're, they're I think they just padded the movie. I think they had an idea. And I'm going to tell you what I think that idea was. But then when they did it, and, and as Doug has kind of mentioned, it seems like everything was one take. You know, just one and out, we're done, set, set print, check the gate, moving along. And... It just seems to me that they were just padding the movie. There's no reason for a lot of those scenes because they just had to get it to 90 minutes and it comes in at 93 with the credits to be a feature that someone would actually go pay a ticket for, which Doug did. I don't know. I think there was a reason <laughs> yes, because did. they were trying to build up things slowly. <laughs> like the fish, who I felt bad for. I remember feeling bad for that fish when I was younger and I still did now. <laughs> like I know it's a stupid rubber fish, but I felt yeah. bad for him because... Somebody already killed the fish and put him on a wall, and I don't like that stuff to begin with. And then he's yeah. killing him again, and he's just a fish. What did he do? And then he's looking at him all like crazy, and he puts a towel on. I don't know. I felt bad for the fish, but I think that like he, they, they kind of did all these things throughout the, throughout the movie to prove that like yes, this house really is haunted. All these weird things going on in the house. I don't know. I, I will give. Well, you think that that it, that it, I mean, you know, that there was an idea that maybe was a good one, and if they had been able to get some actors who were not name actors at mm -hmm. all uh they maybe could have made a, a much better movie and maybe had better effects but i think a lot of the money probably went to george went yeah and cat and uh you know i mean a decent amount i'd imagine yeah and it kind of you know hamstrung them a little bit they probably put a lot of dough into that uh when he goes through the mirror which i actually like that one scene yes. where it's pitch black around him and whatever they did with the you know sort of stop action stuff in there uh probably wasn't too inexpensive mm -hmm. but yeah it seems like they they couldn't do what they had wanted to do, which was probably some heavy, uh, you know, deal with Vietnam and, and what the people go through mm -hmm. when they got back. And that, you know, it seems like there was an idea there that a studio got and said, rewrite this and make it horror movie. Yeah. You know? I, Doug, since you brought it up, I'm going to, I'm going to say what I think the movie was trying to do. I think generally you're, I mean, obviously you're right. We have these Vietnam parallels. Mm -hmm. He obviously can't face, he can't face the guilt from his own experience of Vietnam, particularly with, what the hell's Martin Mull's name? Uh, in that, Martin Mull? Well, what's it? Ben. Not like Richard Mull. Sorry, not Martin Mull. <laughs> ben. Sorry, sorry. Ben? The character in the movie. The character in the movie. What the hell's his name? Big Ben. Big Ben. Sorry. Yeah, Big thank ben, you. Yeah. Um, you know, he couldn't deal with the guilt of Big Ben, and he couldn't deal with the guilt of losing his son, even though it was magical how he lost his son. Mm. So I think in this movie, 
he's constantly chasing from ghosts, right? Either the ghosts of his memory or actual real ghosts. And it also so happens that the actual real ghosts are ghosts from his past. So it's all like it's him chasing his his past and things that he can't deal with, mm -hmm. right? And the way that he deals with things is either writing books or being alone. And that's not a, any way to deal with anything. And so I think there's a nugget of an idea there, right? That you're, you're, you're running from your your emotional ghosts and you're running from actual physical ghosts who happen to be your emotional ghosts, which is a really, really kind of cool idea. But the execution is so out of control. It doesn't make, this movie makes zero narrative sense. I'll agree with Melanie in that it's a slow build to the end, mm -hmm. but we have all these little, we have a, we have a, all right. So there's a haunted fish. There's, I don't, by the way, I don't care. They don't explain why the hall, the, the house is basically some weird vortex portal where you can travel in time and ghosts can come through and demons can come in from other dimensions, something. I'm okay with them not explaining that to me. Like I was. Yeah, it finds out what your biggest fears are, right? That was the thing that the aunt kind of got at when she right. uh, hung herself. But what right? I like about. Right, Doug. But what I like about that is they don't blame it on, well, there was a necromancer that lived here and killed oh, a bunch yeah. of people, or right. it's on an Indian burial ground, or no, it's just fucking haunted and that's it. And th weird shit goes down here. And it's going to go to your deepest fear, which I like. They don't have to spoon feed that to me. Sometimes it's cool and sometimes it's not. Like there's no book that they have to destroy in order to close the portals. It's just, it's there and that's fine. Right, Jay, what's up? No, I was going to say, that being said, you don't know, yeah. you don't need those two ugly kids or whatever the hell they are up, up in the chimney. Yeah. They freaking, like they looked terrible. Yeah. And they made yeah. no nope. sense whatsoever. Like it's like it's not nope. like oh this Viet this old uh, Vietnam veteran zombie guy has recruited yeah. these weird minions. <laughs> like yeah. like why are they there? They like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like and and I'm not saying that needs to be explained. How about have something else? Because they yeah. looked. I agree. Awful. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking that too when he said that. I was like, why were they there? Um, hey, no, one thing I did notice true. when he, you know, when the overweight lady monster comes to the house and it's his wife at first, right? That's what they're calling her in the script, okay? I know. Well, it doesn't sure, Miss Judgy, that's fine. So, so that's, uh, that's, go ahead, that's exactly her name in the thing. So, um, anyway, when she comes to the house, it's first his wife, and then she bends down to pick up that shell that he dropped, and all of a sudden it's that monster. So he shoots her, and then it turns into, you know, back to her again and he's like oh my god it can't be you it can't be you and he's like crying and everything okay so don't you think that you would automatically after the police leave that you would call her and see if she's okay to see if that mm -hmm. was really her or not because you don't know yep. what's going on in that house if it was really her and it turned into that thing or if the house is messing with your head you don't know what's going on so I don't right. understand why he never called her just to confirm that it wasn't her I was thinking that the whole time Guys, uh, I, anybody? Yeah, sorry, no, no, I don't. I got nothing for you on that one, Mel. Dumb no idea. Here. It's like a like you know, check, check. I have to keep checking these boxes. Um, how does George Went have his ex-wife's number? Uh, uh, yep. Like George oh, Went's character. Oh, I saw that. You didn't see that? He, yeah, he stole the exactly. phone. Oh, he stole, book. Okay, I didn't see that. I was like, he stole the phone like, book. He's just yeah. calling her. Like <laughs> he stole it off the table on the way out. Okay, I didn't see that crazy. Uh, I must have looked down or something. But like, thank you guys because that was okay. wacky. Why does Gerald have a friend. big pink phone? Isn't he single? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, I love his big pink <laughs> Why phone. Why does he have this huge pink phone? I noticed that too. Hey, it's cool. Guys can have pink phones. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Judgy. Oh, doesn't like the old big rubber lady. Doesn't like that he has a pink phone. <laughs> I like the rubber Jeez, lady Mel. with the pink phone. I had a pink I know, phone I too. <laughs> But I was um, first, so I don't know why he has a big pink phone and he's single. I don't get it. The, there, there's a there's a couple of things that I just want to just broadly mention. I, like everybody, like Doug J and Mel and me, we've all talked about these things that he's done. He shot his wife, maybe, but didn't. Yeah. But didn't call his wife. There's a haunted fish. There's floating tools that sound like airplanes when they fly at you. There's a monster in the closet that only comes out at midnight. There's a, a rubber old fat lady. There's two demon children in the chimney. All this stuff happens at midnight, which, by the way, is when everybody comes to visit him is at midnight with pizza and beer. But let's all not forget that when midnight happens and then that those that day's escapades are done. Eventually, he goes to sleep in a in a in a in a wagon bed. The next morning, he looks 
He looks just as refreshed as can be. That man gets a real good night's sleep. He doesn't look harrowed. He doesn't look haggard. He doesn't look tired. He's just like, hey guys, what's happening? Like, what? Who is this guy? Is is he taking the meth from the old rubber fat lady? I mean, what? What is? How is he keeping his shit together this well? Like he shouldn't be. He's time traveled twice in the movie, and it feels like everything's just normal. And he's what, happy what is, a lot of times. Yeah, like, he's just cool. He's just kind of doing his thing and, like, problem solving. I'm like, yeah. no, I would have been You know they were definitely shooting everything out of order, and they yeah. just showed up on the set and said, okay, do this, yeah. do that, without any context, is my guess. Yeah. And then they slapped it all together at the end. It, it, it's very much, uh, Doug, I think I agree, because it, it's very much, an, and I've said it before in this podcast, and other people have said it, it's an and-then script. And then this happens, and when that's over, and then this happens, and when that's over, and then this, and then the kids in the pool, and then this. And they just keep... Or didn't you think it was cute when he saw the monster in the closet, finally, and then he, like, immediately the next scene, stuff is getting delivered, (laughs) it's all the military stuff, and then he's running outside with all of his military actions, skidding down, yeah, and he's skidding down the sidewalk, and he's like, yes! And then Harold's like, hey, what's going on? Like, he's like nothing, you know, I just thought that was cute. And that's what I mean about the comedy. Like, did I don't remember? Was I I think I was supposed to laugh at him skidding. I did. I thought it was cute. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not funny. But I'm wondering if like when they made the movie and said it's a horror, horror comedy, whatever, like Mm -hmm. those are the gags or you're lying. Just letting George went do the heavy lifting, who is also he's a deadpan guy anyway. He just kind of says stuff. By the way, George went one of our finest eating actors ever. <laughs> he can act and eat at yeah. the same time so well. Like and chew, chew and talk and eat all at the same. It's genius. I don't know how he does it because if I do it, I look terrible. But he can somehow manage it, and he's been doing it on Cheers. Maybe that's why they got him. Like we need a guy that can drink beer and act at the same time, and he does a great job. So <clears throat> and I like the close talking scene when he was trying to hold his arm when he was eating, and he mm-hmm. was trying to put his stuff in his mouth and he was really close talking like and he goes I guess you're trying to take a picture of it he's like yeah I am you know just whatever you're saying it was like he was like right in his face and he was like okay time to go he's a little crazy (laughs) I gotta does he have a harpoon gun sorry I know but I gotta ask who did the costumes because that sweater when when that sweater is so sexy (laughs) dude that's a v-neck on steroids like ace freedom I think designed mm-hmm. the that V neck. <laughs> like it goes it's down. Thing. Like, you can picture John Johnson wearing something like that. Come on. But that I mean that was oh, right above his navel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never he seen is. a V neck like the that. Sleeves rolled up. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think he waxes? That man's got zero body hair. I, I could like, swear no. I remember Bruce Willis wearing a sweater like that that was tan or white in a movie as well. Ugly. I swear. <laughs> it's like an eighties thing. What? I don't know. There's nothing under it? Maybe if I, I think it would have been better if it were Argyle, but also like throw a T-shirt on under that man. Like, I don't know how much I want to see the greatest American nipples. I'm just just throwing it out there. He's always going to be the greatest American hero. Every time I see him, I think of that. Although he wasn't Carrie as well. But I always just see yeah. him as the greatest American hero because you grew up watching that. And that's just who he is. <laughs> it's like, love that no matter what song. he does, that's who he is. What do you think? I, I, and, I said, I love that theme song. Yeah, me too. Oh. Um, but he, you know, in the in the sad part about William Ken again, I don't know if, if they shot him out of order, but like I I did forget he was the greatest American hero. Like I I was I was buying it until he tried to act like crazy, like when he was talking to George Wynn, like yeah, I'm gonna take a picture of that. Like I was I was buying it. I was buying his loneliness. I was buying his escape. That he was trying to escape and not try to face reality of what happened in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it's he tried to have him do anything other than that, I just I was, wasn't digging it. I just it was not I wasn't buying it. Um, oh yeah, it was it was a paycheck movie. I think for you him. Think? I mean I, I, that's yeah. It wasn't. I mean that twenty two million seems high mm-hmm. uh, that they spent that on it in nineteen eighty five yeah. with his because they were starting to do some pretty amazing things technically with uh, you know horror movies mm-hmm. at that time, and this one was not. <laughs> Not on uh, a list of uh, you know some of the best makeup uh, of no. the '80s for horror movies. So no. that you know they kind of I think they were trying cashing in on that stuff becoming popular at that mm-hmm. point. The Vietnam stuff. It's like they threw everything that was working in 1985 into one movie, and then like you said, mispromoted yep. it. 
and trick people into going yep. <laughs> and then didn't deliver, you know what I mean? But they, I think it was really just, what can we get? And maybe it was a, you know, VHS was sort of starting to happen then and cable TV and, you know, you know, you'll make some money from that. Maybe it was just sort of a, an educated guess to make a few bucks uh, with some name brand actors in there and everybody was just getting their well, paycheck. It's, it's kind of odd. Home. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's kind of odd because it's the, from the production team of Friday the 13th, two and three. It's Steve Miner and Sean Cunningham. Damn it, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's in my, I mean, Steve. Steve. <laughs> Chris. That's sorry. in my trivia. I have three well, I'm, I'm, I, things yeah, in there. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the director guy, so I always look at that sort of thing, right? There's one aspect he, did, he left off, so. Okay. Yeah, I have three oh, things. Man. There's three ties to Friday the 13th in this. Okay. So. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, they did say in the beginning of the movie when he was writing a book, his, his what he, is it, editor or whatever, he was like, Nobody wants to hear about Vietnam anymore. He did say that. And he was like, but I have to yeah. write this book. So, yeah, wait, right. it's kind of weird that the whole thing, I guess it's really supposed to be about, like you said, it's supposed to be about him going through all the troubles and all the things trying to get through his life. And then, right. you know, but do you guys think that the house made his aunt crazy or do you think she really wasn't crazy? I think, oh, that's a really good question. Um, she was doing all that weird art. Yeah. They kept showing those creepy pictures. Yeah. But that was everything painting. that was going on in the house. Might have been a little bit the of both. The things that were chasing her right. and all this other stuff. But that's so funny you said that because remember when the cop was like looking at that picture of all like, wasn't it the picture of like all the um, the things that were chasing in the lawn, the lawn clips yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And he goes, my aunt's an artist. And the cop goes, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's weird I, because the, the demon lady... Um, the fat lady, overweight monster lady, um, gets killed by the, the weapons that are being controlled by the spirits. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Why would they kill her? Well, maybe because they were out of control. He just opened up well, the door really duck? quick and it's yes. water. That's what it was yeah. aiming for him. Oh, what toilet? Hey, guys, what toilet do you have? Oh, my God. That can handle a flush like that. Yes. Dude, I want, I want that toilet. <laughs> Honestly. I, wrote I don't that care. Down. How I can't even put toilet paper down there, but there's half of an I, arm down there, too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care how much Chipotle I've had. I, there is. There is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy moly. That is so what funny. can handle a hand? Yeah. Oh, a fat hand. And part from of a fat meth sesame, From a fat meth Sesame Street character. I mean, holy smokes. I love that. <clears throat> I like your new name for it. I think we're going to have to do that new name. Fat meth. Whatever. I'm going to yeah. keep turning it into something else. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah I don't, <laughs> you see, like the bottom of that toilet bowl. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, I know, like, there's a, it, it actually curves. Like, toilet bowls curve. Yeah. And it's just a shaft straight well, you down. Can, so you can actually see a blackness yeah. when, when the hand went down. So it's almost yeah. like, like you know, like in a uh, motorhome? And yeah. You press, yep. the, uh, you press the thing yes. and then it opens yep. up. Ew. Airplane yep. toilet. And flies come up? Yeah. No. That no. happened once. Mayflies come flying up out of it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my face. There was a couple other funny lines too, like um, when he was watching his wife on the soap opera and it was really stupid, and she's like, my sister, an only child, and you abused her. (laughs) My sister, who is an only child. Oh, oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he's sitting there going, I've been a prostitute, a male prostitute ever since I was little or something. (laughs) No, he says my whole life, or I don't don't know. But yeah, just little things like that that they threw in. I don't know. And I noticed the Vicks Vicks vapor rub inside the medicine cabinet, which was such an 80s thing. And my mother puts that stuff on every single thing. It doesn't matter if you have an insect bite, a cut, a burn, Mm -hmm. if you have a rug burn, whatever. She just thinks, she'll have my kids come downstairs when they're little. Let me put some Vicks on it. And then she she puts Vicks and a Band-Aid on like everything. (laughs) So to have that old jar, that Vicks in the cabinet, I'm like, that is so 80s. Well, they also had um, Formula 44 in there as well. Well, it was, it was a very uh, Vix, a lot of Vix. Yeah, yeah there was placement. heavy product placement. This is yeah. Toshiba. This is mm. uh, like, like yeah. all these things, like right. Miller, Miller High. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Everything yeah. was very specific. I mean, um, maybe they were like sponsoring. The karate kid, you know, the Karate Kid when he's uh, the, you know he comes in the next day like from his beach party and he's got the sunglasses on. Um, you know, he has. Oh. Like, she's like, "Are you on something?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm on Minute Maid." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then like there was another part where he's like sitting there with a, a, a sprite can, and he's he's he has to spin it, so the word sprite is is nice. Is, uh, 
you know, it's just funny, like stuff like that. This is like that. Like it's like okay, yeah. just so you know, Vix yeah. big yeah. into the house movie. <laughs> I I also and I didn't want to be. I know I'm 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 always too picky, but oh, like his be. aunt. Just yeah, fine. I know. His aunt dies. He walks into the house fully furnished, so it makes it sound like she died, and then whatever was there was there. Yeah. And I know that we didn't see the scene, but all I could think of was, because like when I would go over my grandmother's house when she was still with us, you know, before she passed, and I would go visit, and you go in her medicine cabinet, you know, and like you go to like, you know, if I stay over and like you know, brush your teeth if you're sleeping over or whatever, right? Like when I was little, sorry. And like all I can think of is like going into that house, and he's using all of her toiletries and like health and beauty care stuff from like how who knows how old so yeah that vix was there how old is that vix bottle you know what i mean how you know what i mean like looking at the toothpaste like he didn't go get fresh toothpaste probably so he's like using a dead woman's a dead woman's toothpaste and toothbrushes like that's like i think like he didn't but it was also weird. he didn't actually well they they show that he's he says that he lived there when yeah. he was a okay. kid uh, was and then the, his son, it, it was like he was doing all the yard work and stuff and seemed to be living there with his wife and yeah. kid, too, at right. one point, which was a little yeah. strange. They didn't really get that chronology no. straight, I don't think, at, at any point. But um, but they probably only had two places to shoot. It was George Wentz's living room <laughs> and then the house. You know, that was it. They couldn't really bounce around no, too much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that, that is true, though. He was using a lot of old yeah, like, stuff while right. he was there. That's all I can, like, picture, like, ah, it's still good. Brush, 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 brush. I'm brush, sure brush, he brush, brush. brought his own toothbrush. I'm just, that's all I can think of. I know, I know that they don't need to show me the scene of the greatest American hero going down to Meth Sesame Street supermarket and getting toiletries. <laughs> Speaking about, uh, we were talking about um, music, um, you know, like theme songs. My daughter's English teacher, her professor, is now listening to us on our show. And oh, God. Him and his wife are doing it. His name is Eric. And they they keep telling Emma, oh, my God, this theme song for the film crickets is stuck in our head. We can't get it out of our head. We're going to bed with this in our head. We're walking around singing the film crickets. <laughs> and he wow. goes, it's very effective, he said. So I guess so. I it's an earworm. So we have some more listeners, and they're Emma's professor and his wife. And uh, cool. yeah, that song stuck in his head. We are we are shoehorning our way into academia while we talk about the old <laughs> meth weird Sesame Street lady. All right, all right, hit it. What do we got? All right, this is cool. Uh, I just want to thank Steve Lavoy for this because he did a great job. I I, I threw the idea at him and um, he he came up with this. It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen, listen to this. I am in the bathroom right before the movie starts. Uh huh. And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. And mine are at home in a display case above my bed. TMI. TMI, my friends. TMI? Too much information. Don't go there, but that's lame. Now, here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. Um, thanks, Steve Lavoie, for that great intro <laughs> that all of us heard. Uh, no, but uh, really, I'd like to you know thank him for working hard on that. And uh, now it's time for TMI, which also stands for Timeless Movie Info. So here we go with it, Melanie. Okay, so I just have a few things. Um, first, I want to bring in the Friday the 13th thing. So three people on this uh, movie actually worked with Friday the 13th. One of them was Steve Miner. He worked for the original Friday the 13th, and then part two and three, uh, H2O, Lake Placid, Day of the Dead, The Wonder Years, Dawson Creek, Smallville, all that. Um, Sean Cunningham worked for also Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason, Friday the 13th, 2009. So I thought that was kind of cool because he worked for the original Friday the 13th, but then got to do the, the new one. He also did Last House on the Left, 1972 and 2009, so I thought that was cool. Wow. Uh, my boyfriend's back. Uh, which is a cute comedy, just to name a few. And then the cop that you were talking about, Stephen Williams, he also played a cop in Friday the 13th, Jason, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Oh. So, All so right. he didn't play a cop in it. He played Creighton Duke. So yeah. he played he a, a character. Psycho, like kind of a psycho guy that knows how to kill Jason. Yeah. He's oh. like very like, wide-eyed and like yeah. nuts. He's so a very serious man. Things. Oh, actually, right. another thing. So um, the other thing about Friday the 13th is the music score by, and I might say this wrong, um, Harry Man Manfredini. 
Manfredini, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he did all the music for all the Friday the 13th, so I could hear it. When I read that, I, I did the trivia first and I watched the movie, I could hear it through the entire thing. Sure. You just yep. close your eyes. It's literally, it starts yep. off like Friday the 13th music and then it has like, like a quick twist that will change into, well, this is yep. now house music, but it's yep. throughout everything. And they have um, those things, those kind of... Yeah, bling. it is like yeah. everything. Yeah, I heard it through all of it. And then Steve's minor son was actually the little boy that Roger was tricked into babysitting. Oh, that huh. little bastard. Yeah. I mean, and what? Then, cute kid, well, though. Yeah, he was really cute. And he, I guess he got recognized everywhere <laughs> after this. Um, William <laughs> William Cat's own son. Uh, William Cat's own son visited the set um, the day that Roger was pulled into the closet, and the boy freaked out and cried when he saw his dad was in danger. Sure. Um, I guess there was a dispute between uh, this movie and uh, Pretty in Pink. Um, Sean Cunningham swore that this film opened at number one, but... Um, Wikipedia swears that the rival movie Pretty in Pink was the one that that came in in first place. So well, Wikipedia is always right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no one and can then, change uh, Wikipedia; it's set in stone. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then yeah. um, the for sale sign in the beginning of the movie um, has the name Craven Realty Craven. on it. Yeah, yep, for West Craven. We, yeah. Oh, I was you know I didn't even think about that. I thought it was just because Craven means cowardly. Ah. Uh, so I was thinking more it was a reflection on William Cat as being a coward. Oh, no, not. you're thinking too deeply there. I'm a little too deep on that. Yeah. All right, that's there fine. Was, um, yeah, that's that right. was for Wes Craven. Yeah, no, that, that's, for the English, that's for the English professors that are listening. That's yeah. all. The guy who used the word Craven properly in a sentence. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I forgot to mention about her professor? He actually writes horror movies in his part time. Cool. So, and then so he was, like, interested in horror movies and everything. And my daughter had just said that, you know, she listens to this podcast and he started listening to it. So he likes horror movies the best, guys. Super. Um, and so do I. As you know, we do too. So anyway. Yes. Um, what do I going to say? Oh, there were seven monsters that had to be made for this. And 17 special effects artists took three and a half months to make these guys. And then the, the war demon was 18 feet tall and was operated by 15 people. Um, the script was originally inspired by Twilight Zone. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. And this is cute. So I guess one of the producers or somebody had went into to went to Hong Kong when this movie was out in the movies, and he was like, "Why are there so many words for the word house?" He's like, "What is that supposed to say?" So he looked it up, and what what the movie was called in Hong Kong was "Don't go into the haunted house after midnight." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, but okay. Direct translation. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then um, oh, Fred Decker. Um, Dead Night of the Creeps, which is one movie that I keep telling Jay we should do, um, and Monster Squad, if you guys remember that. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Wolfman's got movie. nards, you know. Did you know that, Doug? The Wolfman's got yes, nards. Yes, I, I have yes, that. Yeah, movie. That's right. Yeah, right. I do know that. Never saw um, Monster and, Squad. No. Oh, I, I it was cute. I've never um, seen it. Well, you said nards. I know the quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know the quote. I know a lot of about a lot of movies. Doesn't mean I saw them. Okay. As you can tell from this podcast, sometimes. <clears throat> And then um, it was directed by Steve Miner, the original story, um, and then Fred Decker produced it. Um, with, uh, anyway, uh, there was a, several boom mics that were seen throughout the film and reflections of crew members throughout the entire thing that they never fixed either. Nice. That's it. Quality <laughs> stuff. Well, nice was, work. Yeah, I mean, at least it was only $22 million. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the killer clown was $1.8 million. Right, but at least, at least, you know... Yeah, I think I'm on the winning side of that. It wasn't twenty no, million. I don't think so. I would rather watch House twenty times in a row than have to watch another one of Killer Clowns. <laughs> yeah, but there's another movie where people run around a house a lot called Clue. That yes. um, this is actually not as good as Clue. Okay. I think I like okay. Clue more than this movie. I'll give you that. Okay. One. So he's saying that because he knows I recommended that movie. Yeah. And he hates. Doug, it. were you with the movie Clue from 1985? <laughs> Do you remember that one? I think I saw it. Yeah, I did too. Because Tim yeah, Curry yeah. was in it, who was, a, you know, just, I was a huge fan of. And he was good yeah. in it, I thought. Was it Mr. Oh, Body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the whole. He was the butler. Uh, yeah, you yeah, should yeah. watch that again and then yep. email us and let me know what you think. Yes, please email us. I would love <laughs> yes. to know what you think. I like it. All right, all right. Well, that, well that's, uh, that's Houses in the House. Um, I remember a quote from House 2. Uh, there's only one line I remember. And it's, at one point, uh, someone was being, a virgin was being sacrificed. And a guy says, is that a virgin? Because if it is, I've never seen one. That's all I remember from that movie. That's it. And that was the tagline. That was in the like the promos. <clears throat> yeah. 
Like wow. Which one had the crystal skull? I saw it, but I think I saw that one once. That that was no, it's a bad movie. Crystal skull. I remember skull. one with an old guy. I remember one that had an, an old guy, and a very old guy, and then there was an uh, something else that had to do with crystal skulls. Because there was. Are you talking about the game. sequel? What, yeah. For House. Yeah. Well, House uh, was the only major release. It was a theater. I saw that in a the theater. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Can't get that time back. Um, Hmm. Um, the third one was made, I think, directly for like an HBO, and then okay. the fourth one was a directive video. So the third oh, one's harder that. to find than the fourth. And the fourth, I like, I watched it once just out of curiosity, and yeah. there was like, it was some really, really disgusting stuff in there. Like, just like it was like, like some uh, guy like foaming at the mouth and stuff. Like, I find stuff like that like revolting. But did anyone have a gun penis? Like, no gun, no gun penis. Dust till no. dawn. That was the throwback. Dust till dawn for Doug. Uh, no, no, no. It was just like right. I was like, I was talking about House. Were you guys talking about a different movie? Nah. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like an idiot talking about House sequels, and yeah, you guys yeah. talking about the, Not um, me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. Uh, from, oh uh, yes, I do. It's from Dust till dawn. Oh my god, yes, I love that. Movie. Yes. All right. Thank yes. You. And, and, and you know who that is? Melanie. you know who that is, right? Yes, I love him. It's um, Steve Savini. Tom Savini. You did. Yeah. Love him so much. Boy, that's There's... twice. Twice she called somebody Steve. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, Steve I also I'm called... Steve. I'm, I'm Steve. <laughs> but remember I called Steve Chris one time, so there you go. Yeah, that's all right. They both have the same haircut. Yeah. He was also yeah. in Lock and Key, too. Thanks. Remember that? He was in Lock and Key. <laughs> did you guys see that? Lost at Sea? No, that the one, what was? I thought he said he, Lost at Sea. I'm like, isn't that no, the dancing movie with Walter Matthau and and and, no. and Jack Lemmon? Oh, sorry. Out to sea. Out to <clears throat> That's out to sea. Lock sorry. He was in season one. He was in. He actually worked in like a key shop. All right. But I liked I, him from Dustal Dawn when he was turning into a vampire and he reaches up really quick and he feels his teeth and he's like, oh shit, because he's trying to hide that he's turning into a vampire. I love that part. I, I think this What's is turning that? into the hands swirling down the toilet drain. So maybe we can uh, <laughs> maybe we can do the final judgment. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. Yeah, so it's time for final judgment, which is, up until this point it has all been opinion. But now opinion becomes fact where we set in stone the answer to the question, does this movie stand the test of time? And we will start. Let Doug, you want to start this one? It does not right to stand it. the test of time. Yeah, period. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know more. Like, yeah. Doug, I don't know how you could Still expound on it more. Like, what can that. you expand? I mean, it's so... It, I wanted it yeah. to so much because I really remember enjoying it, you know, and I, I, I wanted to enjoy it again. I knew it was campy and a little crappy, but I thought it would be more yeah. entertaining you know, from my memory than it actually was. And again, I think it's, you look at all the advancements in, in what you, you know, visual effects, they weren't there in 85. So even something bad wasn't as bad yeah. as it seems now mm -hmm. then, you know, but now it's just like, yeah. it was tough okay. to watch. Cool. Um, I'll go. And I, I agree with Doug. Uh, that's a no. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Um, I would say that, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of hit the nail. I think it hurts more. Because I do remember legit finding it entertaining, and I don't know what happened uh, between. Is it, I, I sat there wondering, is it me? Did I become like? Did I do I just suck now? Is that my problem? Yeah. Or is it just? I will say I'm glad it, it, it isn't one of those that I told someone. Oh, you gotta yeah. watch this movie. Oh, you're gonna God. love this movie. And then you're about 20 minutes in, going, "Oh, this person's never <laughs> gonna know. listen to me again." So at least right. I watched it alone. So it's like, but yeah, it, yeah it I'm with well. you, and it's part of you like. Like you wanted to, because it did have a, for whatever reason. I want to know what I was thinking. Yeah. Don't you want to know what you were I, thinking back in the day? I think, I, I, think I got a take on that. If you're, all right. uh, if you're still going, then I'll, no, I'm done. It doesn't all go. Go. <clears throat> all right. So I think in 1985, nothing had been done like this. Um, meaning, like how many horror comedies were there? Like, and no. We can't count stuff that that was cute and adorable, like um, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken and and um, stuff like. Uh, no, 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 I'm talking about I'm Rocky talking Horror about Picture funny. Show. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's weirder. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm talking about like there was nothing out there 
like you know there was horror like themed comedy uh, like you know like Abbott and Costello meets the Frankenstein or whatever yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know all those but those were straight up comedy that had a, like a hint of horror look you know yeah. feel to it um, but it wasn't a horror that like but, but it's funny because this movie starts out all serious yep. I mean with the guy going the kid the pizza guy or I mean the grocery guy going to find the, find the woman hanging um so I mean, it starts and and when you meet William Cat's character, right? William Cat. Yes. Um, yeah. You no, meet Steve his Kat. character. Steve Cat. Steve Cat. Everybody, Steve. Oh, everybody, Steve today. Um, yeah, it's William Cat. So, anyways, when you meet his character, um, you know he's the serious art, uh, author guy. You know, like everything's serious for a while. It yep. takes a while before any type of comedy to show up. Yep. So that. But there was when he's. When he's doing the book oh, yeah, signing, is sort of where you get a bit of that, and that's like that whole cast of characters from that uh, David Lee Roth video. Mm-hmm. You thank you. Know, that, uh, thank you. <laughs> which was very, you know, in hindsight, and I, I had not remembered that, but it was that. That was when you got some comedy, but yeah, but that was just a little taste, and then it took a while for it to to come back right. in. Right, sure. it's at the beginning of the Just a Gigolo, um, where they're like, you know, gang, yeah. gang, you know, that guy that like has all that, like, you know, <laughs> like he can yeah, barely yeah. speak. Um, uh, yes, very much like in your face, and uh, Roth did that a yeah. lot um, with a lot of his videos. But like, you know, you get that there, but I'm saying like, he's not being funny. Like, and it takes a while before things start to like act like they're funny. Um, it's serious at times, big time, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good, you know, like that with the freaking yeah. hand or the like all the the, the dead body lady. Um, this that is was dedicated. Weird. That was <laughs> so all the yeah. So, but I think in 1985, you know, I, everybody was coming around to getting cable. Like, you know, I got it in '83. Some people got it a little later. Chris, poor, poor guy, didn't get it at all nope. until yeah. he moved out for college. Cable. And his parents cable. got it after he left. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Cable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wants to make so sure like, that you're um, saying cable. No. Yeah. Because he said poor Chris didn't get it at all. Didn't get any at all. No, I said cable. I, said cable. <laughs> I know, I know. Keep moving on. <laughs> all, right. all right, so... Um, no, but really, in it, I think it was just it hit at the right moment in the right time. It's just that it was meant to stay in 1985. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it should so, go. No, there's an absolute hard no. It does yeah. not hold up. It's not even close. Mm-mm. Melanie. Melanie. Okay, so um, yeah, no, I don't think it holds up either. But I, I still enjoyed watching it when I was watching it for this. So I still enjoyed it, but... Um, I, you know, not something that I would be like, oh yeah, you gotta watch this movie. It's awesome. Um, probably wouldn't really recommend it to anybody unless it was one of my kids or something. But um, it's cute to watch. Like if you haven't <laughs> seen it, it's cute to watch yeah. it the first time. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But you know, it, it's definitely worth watching one time uh, more than the Killer Clowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it was. Um, no, I don't think it would hold up. I don't think if it was in the movies, people would go right now to go see it. Now it's just it's no. very dated, and then you know, not a lot, not too much going on in the movie, really. It, it pretty much so is cute. like the. It's the definition of our show. Like everybody here, I think, liked it then, and yeah, nobody here. Yeah, and nobody. I mean, you said it is. It's fine to watch. It's nothing. Like, if yeah. you just, oh, this is dumb, whatever. It's not like it's, like, you know you're going in. We're not getting Citizen Kane, but it's like. <laughs> but I think that's the definition. Like, this dish, this this thing is the show. Like, it, we loved it then, and it's just, we don't know why now. You know, that's it. So that's the show, man. So no, it doesn't hold up. I agree. So super. That was our show, and I'd like to thank Doug Palmieri for joining us today. Um, just remind people how to find you. Yeah, 94HJY uh, on your FM dial, also now 93.3. Uh, we do mornings over there, afternoons on HJY. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. As Thanks, Doug. Absolutely, man. Thank you for joining us. Fantastic. Um, also, like to thank Steve Lavoy for our intro and um, uh, Draco and the Malfoys for our theme music. And apparently, we're not alone for loving it because uh, <laughs> Melanie's uh, daughter's uh, professor, did you say his name is Eric? Yeah. And right. his wife. Not- they both listen to it walking around with the song stuck in their head. God's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, thanks, everybody. Have a great week. On behalf of Chris and Melanie, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. And uh, um, till next time, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink them anyway. <laughs> Bye. Bye.